0: And Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy bank holiday, and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast of the week. And of course, we begin with the reaction to Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea winning the Champions League. After they absolutely hammered and annihilated and embarrassed Man City by Golden Hill. Thanks to old potty mouth himself, Kai Hammett. Yeah. The match, of course, was live on TalkSport. Where Thomas Tuckles tickle side won old big ears for the second time.
2: It was a great game it was an enthralling watch that that really was my goodness Chelsea have had to earn that that medal they're about to put round their necks they've earned that one because they got it right on the night they got that all important first goal the goal that we all felt they would need to score they got that and then they hung in there and they had to hang in big in the end because Manchester City were coming at them time after time after time and they just Believed it. Now, great through ball. Havard's got it round the goalkeeper. Taps it in. Chelsea lead Manchester City in the 2021 Champions League
1: final. Um. Almost speechless. I'm very, very happy to share this moment with this team, with all the stuff, with all the guys who support on an everyday basis in Cobham, and uh, the team. for It's for them. It's for our team manager who is at home. It's for him. Yeah, it's for my parents and my family, my kids. All in the stadium. is fantastic to share.
2: His style of getting everybody, even in forward areas, to do the ugly side of the game. You know, which clearly didn't happen with Kylian, and not so much Kylian Mbappe, but certainly Neymar that they paid a bit of a price because they couldn't play the way Tuchel and didn't want to play the way that Tuchel wanted to express his team because Tuchel exploits teams. That's brilliant defending from Azpilicueta. If he doesn't get to that, Sterling taps it in. But he did get to it with his weaker left foot.
1: think about his time at Mainz, you know, all of the things about making training more difficult, making the players train with tennis balls in their hands so they can't grab opponents and things like that. So all of those ideas were already fizzing in his brain that early on. And it's great to see how he's been able to go up and up and up the ladder with those same principles. And it was a coaching triumph, I thought, Mm. for him last night.
0: Champions
2: of Europe, we know what we are. ...through the legs of Rhys James to find De Bruyne, able to drive forward who's there,
1: Conte. Brilliantly timed challenge in front of the referee, but that was just immaculate. In the engine room of Chelsea, they won the midfield battle uh, the two boys that we've mentioned in Kante and Jorginho, I thought were absolutely outstanding. Kante, I think he's, he's always had that label of, you know, the Makaleli kind of player. I think he's transcended it. He really has made it the Kante position now. When you're in a stadium and you're kind of watching one
0: section of the fish, and Kante will suddenly just come out of nowhere and, and just dominate. I suppose it's his positional awareness and it's also his, his ability... To maximise that is what really elevates him. And I think we are probably talking about... I mean, we'll see how France do the Euros now. But we are probably talking about a Ballon d'Or contender.
1: And after Chelsea's right-back Rhys James impressed with his display in the final, former Blue striker Tony Cascarino said that James should start for England at the Euros. A couple of
2: years ago, I talked about Rhys, about what a talent he is, but said he'd got to learn to defend better. Because the, he is never going to make it to the very top at the, being the right back if he learns how. And I've done an article and I actually know someone who knows <laughs> Reese, and said he's, he's, he's a relation of Reese James. And he said, oh, a bit harsh on Reese." I said, no. I said, I think he's a terrific player, but he's got to become a better defender. Because if he defends like he can play in the forward areas, Reese James is going to go over the very top of the tree because he's got, he is quick and, and strong well, and just, he? yeah, and he's clever and he's mm. got the ability. And last night's performance, it might... Can You come away thinking he'll probably play right back for England in the Euros.
1: So, what does this mean for Manchester City, who still haven't won the Champions League? Well, of course, it means they're not actually a big club yet. Oh, sorry, I'm just going off script. Anyway, Jamie O'Hara labelled Pep Guardiola arrogant after the City boss didn't even pick a recognised holding midfielder. Well, here's Pep admitting that they struggled against Chelsea's direct style of play. Mm. Who would have thought that? Change a winning team?
2: have defied the odds and the predictions they've defied the Premier League table 55, Pep Guardiola. We struggled a little bit for the long balls they use the second ball and after they run. In that moment, you need the, the inspiration, the quality. It was a three or four moments, the crosses to the byline to score a goal. We didn't get, we didn't arrive. But uh, I would like to say it was an exceptional, exceptional season for us. Uh, it's a dream being here. Unfortunately, we could not win. It's the first time for most of us in this club. And we tried, we could not do it, and work to come back one day. I don't see the way that they started without that defensive-minded player. I don't really see what that gave them in terms of their their forward play, how much different the game would have been had they not have started with a Rodri or a Fernandinho. I did the best in the selection I was last season against Olympique de Lyon, uh, like it was against PSG and Zormund. And I tried the selection the best to win the game. The players know it. And I think Gundogan played good. John Stones and Diaz had probably one of their worst games of the season. Mm-hmm. They had no protection. Mm. No one was there to protect them. And I can't believe Foden has been absolutely brilliant this season playing on the left wing or the right wing he plays him centre midfield yeah I I can't believe it and he's Pep Guardiola's arrogant at half time to not hold his hands up and say I've got this wrong we're still in the game I need to bring Fernandinho on now and get it sorted." he waited till the 63rd minute to change it then they were in control yeah but You you can't break down this Chelsea team in half hour. You need a longer period of time. It was was too little, too late. And Pep Guardiola should go in that dressing room and apologise to every single player in that dressing room. Because he is the one that cost them the Champions League final.
1: City's point of view, they give a sloppy goal away. Uh, And that's what's cost them, basically. It was a really sloppy goal. There was a lot of half chances for both teams. But at the end of it, City were wide open with a straight-through ball and they've not tracked runners and they'll be disappointed with that. Who
2: won the Premier League?
1: Manchester City. Who
2: just scraped in the top four last game of the season?
1: Chelsea.
2: Who won the European Cup Champions League? Chelsea. Chelsea. Joke. Absolute (laughs) (laughs) joke. Kevin De Bruyne is not going to be able to continue and that clearly is a monumental both, notwithstanding the fact he's had a quiet night, mm. it's
0: a huge loss for City. Kevin De Bruyne says he's out of hospital and doing okay after fracturing his nose and eye socket during Manchester City's Champions League final defeat last night. The Belgian came off after colliding with Antonio Rudiger in the game. The Chelsea defender has took to Twitter this afternoon to reveal he'd been in touch with De Bruyne to wish him well.
1: Now, Thomas Franks, Brentford, will be playing Premier League football next season after they beat Swansea at Wembley in the Championship Playoff Final. It's the first time in 74 years that the old buzzy bees will be in the top flight. And their manager was relieved to have ended the playoff hoodoo. Good word, hoodoo. You don't often get the chance to say hoodoo, do you?
2: Now, Pontus Janssen walks up the steps and moves towards the front of a thronging Brentford crowd. The players all spray him with champagne
0: and he pushes the championship... Playoff trophy into the sky. I don't think I really understand how big an achievement it is we have we have made today, and the fans deserve it so much. The pain they've been through the years, uh, also because we've been you know going through the ranks. We haven't been in the best division for what uh, I don't know 70 something years, and 10 attempts to try to go up through playoffs. So someone told me the other day that it you know take two hands and 10 fingers to lift the trophy, and that's what we did today.
2: Ivan Tony steps up, right footed. He can't save this one. A 33 goal season, five and Tony, who slots it into the far corner. The manager, he's
1: on to us 24/7, and that's good. You need that as a, as a as a player. Even even when you fall off it, he's always said, "Don't get too low when when, when things aren't going right, and don't get too high when things are going right." So there's that balance, you know. But <laughs> it's crazy to be in a winning team like this, and uh, we're now a Premier League team.
0: He is by far the best penalty taker in the world. And I texted him throughout the year and told him that he is. So Every time Ronaldo missed a penalty, I said, you need to text Ronaldo. He said yes, and you need to text Mbappé, or you need to text Messi. And then he said, yeah, I texted Messi, but he was, you know, a little bit arrogant, he didn't reply, so... uh, (laughs) No, it's just a bit of banter, of course, but yes. but he is that composure and you know he will score, but of course you fear it a little bit because that he of course eventually he'll miss a penalty.
2: You gotta say Thomas Frank all through the season, I think he's shown what a terrific manager he is, whether it's at, at Bournemouth down to ten men, you know, because Swansea went down to ten here. Yeah, and Thomas Frank all through the season, whether it's players been out injured. Rico Henry, Dow's guard are out injured. There is two best you know, wing-backs, full-backs, just Silva is probably their best midfielder. He hasn't been playing for God knows how long, so to do all that and integrate new players, a different formation, a different way of playing, brilliant. They're going up. And don't they know it? It's like it's 80,000 full.
1: It helps it's a really good song as well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that, mate. Now, Blackpool have been promoted to the Championship after a 2-1 victory over Lincoln in the League One Plough final, which, of course, was live on Talk Sport 2, don't you know? We'll hear from Lincoln boss Michael Appleton in a moment, but first, here's the victorious manager of the Tangerines, Neil Critchley.
2: Says it up for Dougal again, and he smashes it into the goal. And Blackpool have come from behind to lead in the playoff final. It's a terrific goal. It's a second goal for Kenny Dougal.
0: I thought the players were terrific all the way through the game. How we attacked, how we defended. A real team performance, and that, the subs coming on. Everyone, I'm so proud of them. The way they played today, and obviously this arena when the sun's out and it's it's hot and it's hard work. It's, it's tough going, and they gave absolutely everything. And I'm, I'm delighted that they've they've won the game. The
2: run towards their supporters they slide on their knees there's tears of joy the Lincoln players collapse on the floor in the sunshine away to our left
1: I don't know if it's because we started so well or the game became a sort of a little bit easy in front of Blackpool but there's far too many square passes far too many back passes we weren't brave enough to pass the ball forward and it cost us it cost us equaliser by the time we come back for that first day of pre-season I'm sure the players will still have this in the back of their mind somewhere and the pain that you know, you get from losing finals, certainly in player finals. So we'll use more than just that, but certainly that will play a part. And hopefully, new players coming into the football club as well will help to sort of progress as maybe that extra little bit of quality that we need in games like this. Now, Morecambe take on Newport County in the League Two playoff final today, a game which is live only on TalkSport Sport 2 in a 3 pm kickoff. Soon we'll hear from the Newport boss, Michael Flynn. But first, this is the Shrimps manager, Derek Grizzly-Adams, as they bid to reach the third tier of English football for the first time in their history. Ooh! We've won six out of the last seven games, and, uh, you know, we're in a a good run of form. You know, taking that into the the playoff final is excellent. We took the automatic promotions to the last game of the season, which we're obviously delighted about. But to be in this position at the start of the season, you know, everyone at this football club would have taken. Because Because it's a cup final. You've got to limit your mistakes, got to take your chances when they come. Everybody knows it's a nervy occasion um, for both teams. No matter who you are, the nerves will be there. But that can sometimes bring the best in players. And um, I'm hoping that our players handle uh, the occasion and, and go on and get promoted to League One. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Let me just tell you about that game that is coming at you like Cleopatra. Live only on TalkSport 2. Exclusively, I'll have you know, it's Morecambe against Newport for a place in League One. That's at three o'clock today. Presented by Dan Windle. Commentary for me in Danta and big Chris Iwellamo, And that's how you pronounce his name. Like Umulumu, as a lot of people. It's Iwellemo That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. Yeah. I'm there all week. Today, I'm alongside Darren Bent, my Friday husband, from 4 pm. There will, of course, be another one of these Antigosting Talk Sport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So, until then, do what you've got to do. And above all, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was
2: a podcast from Talk Sport.